Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Season 2 of the Pat and JT podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time always gonna be the best. Come on! Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. Here we are. We roll into the podcast watching John blow his keyboard. <laughs> you were. Why are you blowing on why are you blowing on your keyboard? Um because it was dusty. Oh. Don't you have any like you need some of the canned air? Yeah, that stuff's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, yeah. I'm an exciting new... start to the podcast, by the way. Yeah. Um... <laughs> okay, go ahead. Super exciting. <laughs> <laughs> or how about this one? Yep. And then Any you look down now. to figure out all the grossness and where it came from. Hey, do you ever use those? Oh, have you ever made like the, the slime? Yes. Use and then the you roll it around. You can make the, I made a bunch of that. And so I have some like in the truck so I can use it to clean, like cleaning the vents. Right. Using the slimes it gets all that. of all this. Is that like it's a kind of like, have you ever had your nose hairs like done at the beauty place? Yes. It's fantastic. Oh, but it's amazing. Never ever. Oh my God. It is one of the most you've got to at least do it one time in your life. Why? But, it doesn't so even Pat, matter now, like you think. Pat, like the popsicle hair. sticks, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it kind of looked like a walrus sticking mm-hmm. out. So but- JT, they take this like war- it's kind of a warmish, coldish wax. I don't think it's super it's not hot by any means. I, I think they maybe call it a cold wax, but they take like a giant Q tip and they scoop it on there. And then they basically move it around your nostril and then stick it in there. So you have a stick sticking out of one side. I've, I've seen people do it. And then they do the other. And then they wait a few seconds. And then they kind of hold your nose a little bit. And then they just pull. And then the best part is then they show it to you. It's amazing. It's very satisfying. But why? Why? Because then it gets rid of all, like, you know, after a certain age, you can't see the hairs no more. Like, it's like all of a sudden you'll, you'll look and you're like, what is that in front of my face? And then you'll find a hair like this big. Yeah, I can Thank you, Laura. Laura, Laura just really- said, I just want to point this out right now. Watching the chat over here. Laura just said, ladies don't have those nose hairs. Oh, they don't? Not like that. No, well, not on the do it. Do, do, well, I, mean, I think this is do our do version it. of the Brazil. And the same way. Yeah. <laughs> our version of the Brazil. <laughs> this is your bikini wax. Um yeah. Your, yeah. your runway strip. Um, anyway, it doesn't, hurt. it doesn't hurt like you think it would. Like you pull one hair out and it kills, but if they do them all and it's a little, right. it's warmish, it doesn't really hurt that bad. Uh-uh. Surprisingly. What but brought I'm like, this up? And then you're always like, okay, can I see it? <laughs> and you look down and it looks like a hedgehog was pulled out of your nostril. Have you, okay, let me ask you this. Okay, by the same token, this is something you probably haven't done is Biore strips. No, I have a story about a Biore strip. On your nose, in particular, you use those Biore's on your nose. And then when you pull it off and then you look at it, and especially yeah. if you hold it up to like a little 10X mirror, right. so it, so, it mag- so you can really see it, it looks like a forest. Well, and it's and like oh. the alien eggs. It looks like little alien eggs. Well, <laughs> what happened? alien eggs. So the first time I did it, because I'm, I'm a, 
what are they called? So there's uh, audio, um, audio learners, uh, visual learners, and Actual. kinesthetic, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm mostly auditory and kinesthetic. So I either listen or do. I very rarely like to read the instructions. Oh, so Pat, you guys are like twins, aren't you? I'm audiophonic too or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I did not read the instructions. So I put them on there and I was basically, you know, left them there. So when I went to peel it, it took the skin with it. So when I looked, <laughs> I had a whole layer of skin and I had like a bridge of skin missing off of my nose for like a month. I've never. I was okay. so worried it was going to scar and it was bleeding. It was like running down the top of my nose. I, I didn't. Like, oh my God. So to okay. me, I'm like, Biori is like devil spawn. You can, once you put them on, then you can wet them again. If they're, if it sticks too much to, to pull them off, just so you know. I like, I can't even like walk near the aisle where they're kept. Oh my God. <laughs> Have you ever used um Nair, Johnny? Oh, Ugh. of course. I'm gay. Of course I've used Nair. <laughs> Just, you want to talk? You know, I'm. I'm just want to say, Nair now is different than Nair was. Except for when I used it, basically it was a chemical exercise and experience. Yeah. First of all, they say don't put it near your eyes or your groin, and you know some other places. And of course, all the gay guys are like, "Well, where else are we going to use it?" <laughs> <laughs> so we're like, "Screw oh. it, let's just see what happens." <laughs> Oh my god. No, the nair the nair from years ago is right. not the same formula. No, I'm that sure that the was... nair from years ago was also used to kill weeds. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's the smell in yeah. the bathroom. Okay, so we used uh, I used it on my back down here my flanks, whatever those are called. Before we went to <laughs> I don't know what it's called. But so before uh Beth and I went to Mexico pelt. my pelt. <laughs> Uh, but when we, before we went to Mexico a few years ago with our friend Angie, and it was the night before we were leaving, and I'm like, I better, I better get my stuff done. And Beth's like, Hey, let's do use Nair on your back. So put they, she put Nair all over my back, and then got she got distracted. I don't know. I didn't read the instructions. I'm audio, audio tonic, and so I'm, so I'm sitting there in the bathroom, and she puts it on. I'm trusting her, my future wife, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm there. The girls went off to do something else, like downstairs i'm like smell hey, skin guys. burning i did i'm like hey you guys is it right there you're fine you're fine it's not smoke, even time smoke like, it's like in the later like literally i'm like you guys something stinks <laughs> and they came back upstairs and they scraped it off and i had like burn wings on my back yeah that's okay on. can i just start off by saying that making any kind of major cosmetic adjustments right before a big event is not a good idea like no. you don't dye your hair you don't get a, a spray tan no you don't wax you don't wax, no. you yeah. don't <laughs> <laughs> I I did one of those like a little like just for men. I thought like I just thought well going out and it was like right in that transition of like do I you know do I go salt and pepper or not? My vanity one. So I did a fresh like job and then went to a Husker game and I looked like Giuliani at Four Seasons landscaping. <laughs> I had shit dripping, <laughs> and I had this white Husker hat on. I pick it up, I pick it up and look, and it looks like I've grown a butthole on my head, and it's like exploded. <laughs> and somebody goes. What is that? Just oh, like no. Giuliani. Everybody's like, what is that dripping down his face? That was me like 10 years before. I laid the groundwork for that disaster. You were you were cool <laughs> way before. Yeah. You you were yeah. 
I, I walked so Giuliani could go to Four Seasons you, landscaping. It's like, do as I say, not as I do, folks. I'm telling you right now. I'm just telling you, don't do this one. Don't, don't. Money. Oh, so speaking of Nair, so for yeah. years, so my best friend, you know, right away his hair started thinning and it started showing up on his back like way early. We're talking like in, in our 20s. And we would go to the beach out at Santa Monica. And he's the one that I, I think I told you about the story of wanting to play Frisbee. And uh, Vita is, is his name, David, but we call him Vita, um, was always a little um, full, more full, full figure than everybody else of all the boys. And so, <laughs> he, so he would set up shop on the beach and he'd have this giant umbrella and he'd bring a cooler and it would have like a five course meal in it. And of course, all the little gay guys are like having, you know, grapes and a, a lemon wedge because we're on the beach. And he'd be out there with just a full on spread, you know, just sitting on sitting side saddle, just eating his food. <laughs> so I came up one day, you know, and I had my frisbee and, and he's from uh, Mississippi. And I said, hey, David, you know, you know, like a puppy, you know, come play Frisbee with me. And I had my Frisbee and I'm like, come on, come on. And he looked at me, literally like pulled the sunglasses and said, child. The only way I'm going to chase a plate is if it has food on it. <laughs> <laughs> and pulled his glasses right back up and continued eating his charcuterie, which went back then. It wasn't it was just cheese and meat on a plate. But anyway, so he would make me nair his back. So the only way he would go to the beach with me is if I would nair his back. And I literally would be like, no, no. <laughs> Don't make me do it. <laughs> and I'd have to, and he would just be standing there, just looking in the mirror, and I'd be back there, slathering that stuff on. And I did. He have a pelt like a super. And take hair. a towel, and it was Ugh. like glue and melted, and but it worked. He was like smooth as a baby's butt when I was done. But I was traumatized. I mean, yes. <laughs> Was it like the pelt, like where it's just like a a rug? Uh, I mean, you know, head shoulder hair when he was in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, just like Chad. Chad is like, like literally, there is no distinction between his chest hair, his back hair, the hair, what's left of his head. Like it's all like just one kind of, forest. Kind of the missing link. Yeah, kind there's of, no like someone... definition. Like, <laughs> you do any like any like landscaping at all? Like that separates the front and backyard and stuff like that, or no? No, it just kind of all wraps around. No, he has like a little strip on the side that just kind of like there's a skin zone there. Racing but, stripes. Those are the racing stripes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't make me do any of that except for trim the back of his hair every every once in a while. He's got it all mastered with the beer trimmer and all that stuff. I mean, he's up there like for 45 minutes, and all I hear is. <laughs> Oh yeah. When it's, when it's man, when it's time to trim up, it's a, it's yeah. a 15, tw it's a 20, 25 yeah. minutes. It has to stand deal. in the shower. So it all gets washed yes. like down in the shower and it's like a whole, whole thing. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my I'm, God. I'm glad I don't have that. My, uh, my, I walked, I, I didn't walk in. I was, this was years and years and years ago. And, uh, when I moved back up here from Tulsa, um, with my ex, we were staying at her in-law or my in-laws, her parents in the basement and i'm like I, I needed to trim it was that time so i went to the basement thought i was all by myself shut the bathroom door didn't lock it though and i completely took all my clothes off and i did this was before I, I thought about getting in the shower it was lay a towel down and then whatever um so i'm doing that and i'm it couldn't have been more perfect timing and i'm literally bent down <laughs> to the door and i'm getting some whatever nether region area down and my brother-in-law walked in and let just wiki wiki 
think you right there just saw right. My not, and he did, <laughs> and it was traumatizing for everybody. We didn't talk for I think two or three days. He was. What do you get? He can't even make eye contact. No, you're just like, hey, what's up? Hey, no, because he had eye contact that changed his life. He have eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> The whole entire direction of his life just went like. Oof. Yeah, you changed everything for him. That changed his path. His <laughs> like trajectory. He was just going and right. supposed to graduate college and then go get that big <laughs> corporate job. And yeah. Boom. I should have played Brown Eyed Girl every time I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> you should. You should have that on your ringer. <laughs> oh, my Without God. Without a doubt. <laughs> <sighs> oh my god so i was supposed to have be in trial today um so we started trial on wednesday an eight-day trial it's my first one in douglas county since the pandemic started mm-hmm. what a shit show so we like it was bonkers so we pick a jury and i thought it was a really good jury and um right after we pick a jury one of the jury members was had fallen ill and so we had to uh, dismiss her. So we were down to one alternate. And then overnight, we lost two more jurors. So we had done, picked a jury. I did my opening statement. And the next morning, COVID hit. And the trial got canceled. My yeah. expert from Chicago, who I'd been spending hours with, you know, prepping and all that, yeah. was literally sitting out on a bench, you know, in the, and, and I'm like, trial's over. Like, just COVID blew it up. And I can't even tell you how much money went out the, the door like that. Oh That's man. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, That's- just it's cause it's a, and so it got pushed to January, but I mean, there's like 10 people that I know right now who's either kids or I feel like there's a lot of kids right now that are getting it, but I feel like, I don't know if you guys, but it seems like the numbers mm-hmm. are going back up again. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's just bonkers but yeah i mean entire like eight day trial just how does that work it, with it with a trial like you have p of defendants you have witnesses you have all this stuff and is the is the case just put on hold the charges everything just put on hold everything's done Mid? we go back in the next trial date that worked for us is january of 2023 and oh, and wow. this is our fourth time trying to do this case we had two trial dates they got continued um because of the pandemic and then we had a new trial date and then an expert passed away in a plane crash oh my god um and then then we finally got our trial and we started the trial and i gave my opening statement and they were going to give their opening statement the next morning um and so i didn't even get to see what they were going to say but they got to see what i was going to say yeah <laughs> um you know which is really kind of frustrating yeah um and so yeah can't and then, they, why can't they do it remotely you know it's just our system is just not set up for for that yet um for example like this courtroom is a um it's a new judge she did amazing she's um uh, this i think is her second civil case first medical malpractice case she was doing and she did an amazing job i mean it's you know you could tell she was really focused and really wanted to get it right uh, you know for both sides being really really fair um to both sides and and you could tell she was just frustrated herself um and but her hands were tied we did not have 12 jurors and with the civil side the defense has the right to 12 jurors and um we couldn't go down to 11 and then the risk was because of the positive covid test that we were not going to be able to even continue because it's a very small courtroom and 14 people were were in a place Mm -hmm. space of about 15 feet okay so let me let me ask you this just just honest question yeah um 
<clears throat> how would okay first off isn't are there not alternates yeah so we had we had two but we lost one the very first day like okay. i mean literally we hadn't even started the trial and we lost one mm -hmm. um and so she, she got dismissed so then we had one alternate and then overnight we lost two more and so we so, were under the threshold of 12. so okay so did this i mean prior to covid yeah. if somebody came down with pick a pick a melody right. Right. Did, did trials get stopped no because you usually because if you're two alternates historically that was always enough because usually you wouldn't even need them in rare instances would you lose one but i think in you know if i have fellow attorneys i'm gonna you know who might have trials coming up mm -hmm. and especially with this the two new variants that are flying around now that have made their way into nebraska is get four or five uh, yeah alternates you know you're just I, i'm surprised them. that that wasn't yeah. kind of like well you know usually you only back. ask for one yeah usually you i only know, ask for one um but, so the fact that like, we asked for two you know was kind of like out of the ordinary but that clearly wasn't interesting enough. interesting well hopefully jesus wait till next january is and that that makes you mad for both the person who is uh the victim yeah in the case mm -hmm. uh, yeah. of course the other side is like <laughs> sure. they, and they want their day they want you know they were just they as devastated it. as we were because you know they they want you know you know, this but case, the longer things go, yeah. the longer things wait, the more chances something can go wrong. That's where right. there's more chances you can have that technical foul. Yeah, um, right. where it's just like, oh, for God's! I remember we, we've talked about this before about being yeah. on juries, and I was on a district court jury, mm -hmm. and it was fascinating. It was a drug case, mm -hmm. and the undercover cop was in the courtroom, um, and lo and behold, you know they were they were picking jurors. And at, they got it all done, and then they realized there was some some documentation that was dated wrong, and the case got thrown out. Wow! And it was a big it was a big case. This and this was in Central Nebraska, so you can only imagine because that's where a lot of that crap yeah. goes down. Yeah, exactly. And it was a district court case, and it was like it's something like that, but it's like the longer things keep progressing in this case you keep mm -hmm. thinking okay there's there's an opportunity for either something to go wrong or for something to get discovered that maybe hadn't been discovered um but yeah it just kind of messes up the game plan doesn't it yeah and it was just it, it was crazy because we really and we even talked about it yes or the the very first day we were just like when we were getting ready to start picking the jury we started talking and i you know i i didn't know if it was um um the my um, a defense attorney on the other side, you know, um, and I have a good working relationship with him. And so we were talking about kind of, we were seeing numbers tick up and we're like, gosh, I hope we can get through eight days without it, you know, rearing its head. And so he even during jury selection, you know, asked the entire pool, like, Hey, is, was anybody around anybody who has a close contact or anything, you know, out of the gate and, and nobody raised their hand. And of course, nobody will necessarily know. Um, I just didn't think it would happen. Yeah. I haven't heard. I don't have anybody. I'm trying to think. Did yeah. we have somebody recently at work that was in was near somebody? I think maybe yeah. we had somebody um, that, that was like two weeks ago was positive, and then they were out for a week. And no, yeah. I mean just being just you're being positive, and you're not you're not sick. You know, it's like okay, you know, I mean, how many times you know you're you, and so there you are frustrated. You have to stay out because that's the rule right. for now, and it's like it's really frustrating because it, you start to wonder, it's like, okay, when, when do we say, okay, I was probably positive with the flu a few times and wasn't really sick, or I was positive with something else and didn't know it, you know, yeah. you know, it, it's, 
it's frustrating. It really well, in is. our office, we make it a rule. What because we, you know, we don't make a distinction with it, COVID or cold or you know, mm-hmm. the flu. Like if you have symptoms at all. Look, if you have any symptoms, you should office, stay home. You stay home. You stay if home. If you have symptoms, stay home. But I just say yeah. stay home. You're never going to and we moved to a PTO system like a long time ago. So nobody felt like, look, if you needed a mental health day, you don't have to say, <laughs> I don't feel oh, so good. Seriously, you know, we it's that's your time. Use it, you know, but you know, try to do your yeah. best, you know, that if you have symptoms, just stay home and stay home. And, and most we, people we, can work from home. Yeah, we got a lot. We set up remotely and you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Say- so I so um it was pretty devastating, you know, for my client because she was ready to ready to roll. You know, ready to be done and we can ask the question in the comments she missed what the trial was for. Um it's it's a medical malpractice case and um um I don't want to put too much information out there just in case some somebody would be listening that might get jury duty. What I would say though is, and and um, JT, you you brought this this up about you know how interesting the process is. If you do get you know a summons for jury service, I really highly recommend that you do it. Number one is besides voting, showing up as a juror is one of the mm-hmm. best things that you can do. We have. Even though it has its flaws, we do have the best system in the entire world. Um, can I can and, I just say too that you do? Yeah. I mean, you know, and they'll say, "Well, you only get what is it, thirty five or forty five dollars?" Yeah, know, right. for for pay. But it's like you get so much. You get so much more that's not money. Right. Um, not only you know just just as far as all the other people that show up, it's an interesting um, case when you're in the pool and you see just all walks of life here, and these are all people you don't know, and. Right. Um, yeah. And then going through that process and then start just, just seeing it happen. Yeah, it's, it is. It's I want to do it. I want to do Pat it. Wants to, Pat's never been called. I'm like, I, 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 I have not. I've not. But you won't. I've never been called. And so here I am in, you know, I live in Starpy County. And so, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, it's a, maybe a smaller pool, maybe uh, be more likely to be called, but neither Chad or I have been, wait, no, I think maybe Chad did, but I have not I think been be called. Fun. But as an attorney, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry, Pat. What no, you I'm say? saying I didn't think it'd be like uh, just see the process, like you said. I think it'd be fascinating. Well, it's. I mean, I'm just dying to go in there. I've done focus groups before, and so if you've ever had the opportunity to do a focus group, it that gives you like a little taste of what it's like to be a juror. So if you ever really are questioning whether you want to be a juror, obviously, you know, getting ripped out of your life to you know to sit um, is is a, is a big ask. But on the other side of that, I mean, it really is what keeps our system going, whether it's your, you know, your freedom from going to prison mm-hmm. um, or justice for, you know, a crime that's happened um, or justice for an injury um, mm-hmm. or defending yourself against an, you know, an unjust, you know, lawsuit. Accusation um, or. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Exactly. No, you, were, you were on a jury on Survivor. <laughs> so you can't say you did. not Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for rubbing that in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Right. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, oh my God. Yeah. I would like, yeah. I like, I did kind of get a little taste of that, except for we didn't deliberate. They just asked us who we voted for. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. but I really want to be on one because I want to see how it works. But I think now, because of being an attorney as well as a, um, a nurse, you know, mm-hmm. that's going to take me out of a lot of different kinds of cases um, that would be involved. I think, like, if I was yeah. ever to be on one, it would have to be so unrelated to anything I've you know, I've done professionally. Um, but man, I would love the opportunity to be in there right. and, and watch the mechanics and how yeah. does it work? And, 
Um, yeah. But but with one thing I will tell you is that of the all the trials that I have done, and there's people who have done so many more than I have, I'm always amazed at the commitment of the jurists. I mean, they, I mean, they take, they, it, do, they take it very serious. I don't mm -hmm. think that I, you know, you'll hear about activist jurists mm -hmm. that are trying to sneak on that are either pro or against, you know, trials and things like that and civil justice. But in my career, I really haven't run in, you know, into that. Um, I think that when people go in there, they understand the stakes. Um, mm -hmm. And I think most people are exceedingly fair, even mm -hmm. depending, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you find yourself, you know, mm -hmm. in when somebody's being asked to go in and, you know, and, and put up the right hand and, and go in there and swear to be unbiased and follow the law, they do it. They do uh -huh. it. They absolutely you know, do. It's it. a cool process. So I'm, I'm really sad for our client that, you know, that, yeah. that, that happened, but um, we're going to work hard to see if we can get it resolved and, and, and put yeah. it away. But yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to shift gears <laughs> on you real quick because I came across something, um, I of late I've made mention of it a couple of times and I realized that I've I've fallen into a, a new pattern. I'm kind of like decluttering some things in my house and in mm. my life, right? Mm -hmm. And so I've caught a few videos mm. watching some stuff on YouTube. Good ideas because it's not all what's her name? Marie Kent. What's her name? Marie Kanto, something Kanto. like that. Yeah. You know, if you, you're you're that kind of thing. It's not every there are several different ways of unclut of uncluttering, decluttering. Uh -huh. And I came across one. Have you ever heard of this? And first off, have you ever heard of this YouTube channel called But First Coffee? No. Mm -mm. But first coffee. That's the name of the the channel. And um, she gets millions of views. But she had she did a thing the other day on a on a, a form of cleaning called Swedish Swedish death cleaning. Death. Swedish death cleaning. That sounds like terrible. Marie Kondo. Thank you, Christina. Kondo. Um, there you go. There it is. Um, yes. Cause you feel you spark joy. Um, so either you love it or you get rid of it. Right. Um, but this one, Swedish death cleaning. And she does such a great job with her presentation. So I stuck around for it. Cause if it, if it had been awkward or, or, or clumsy, I would have, I'm out, but there's a book about it and what it is. And it makes total sense is for people when it comes that, to their house, especially they say that most people that do this are in their 60s or 70s, and that's when they decide it's time to go ahead and clean everything out so their family doesn't have to deal with it. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> when and, they die. Uh, is that there's the death cleaning comes. Ah, uh, got Death uh, cleaning. So that's the point of it is to go through and, and keep the things that are important. And, and she started telling some stories, and it, it kind of sparked some things with me. Is One in particular is she had... Uh, uh, her husband and she got divorced um, and, and it was a long story, but it wasn't ill will. It wasn't, I mean, it was the way things went down, but um, he ended up dying in a car accident not long after they got divorced and she had his leather jacket and she kept that leather jacket for 20 years. Mm. And it was always either on a hall tree or it was in the closet. She never wore it, but she had it. And she says, so then, and she's got kids now, but they're little kids. She says, so how long do I keep this jacket? And when I pass away, what do my kids do with it? Because they don't they don't know the attachment that was there. And it's like I got to think about some of the crap I have in my house that I just have some kind of emotional attachment to, or it's because it belonged to grandma, or because it belonged to right. and I've got it and I I can't get it doesn't mean anything to anybody else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's taken up space. Yeah, I have a um, number of those types of things that I just can't let go of because they or touchstone to a certain time of my life. And it was an important time, you know, for, mm -hmm. so that's why I hold on to it. 
It, it is. And so you kind of wonder, okay, so how long do you wait? And, and it's Christina just had written in here too. My mom constantly jokes when she buys new things for the house. Well, it's fine. You'll have to deal with it when I die. <laughs> <laughs> Which would be the opposite of the Swedish death claim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought it was really interesting. But the channel is really fascinating. If you get a, check, a chance to check it out, she's got a lot of really good content on there. That other, I just, I just saw this pop up. It's called the Denmark dump. If you don't get rid of it before the, it's the Swedish Denmark. cleaning or the Denmark dump. Denmark so, dump. Right. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, before we go today, I just got to say, I love your glasses. Oh, thank you. Very Waldo-ish. Yeah, it is. Where, where's John? When he popped in, he was frozen when he first popped in this morning. Your hat's askew slightly, and he had this cute grin on his face, and there he is in his glasses. I'm like, he looks like a cartoon. He looks like... <laughs> I am our cartoon character. Who are you kidding? <laughs> Which I thought was awesome, but I do. I like the glasses a lot. Thank you. They're my, they're my little readers, and I, I love them. They're, they're kind of remind me of, yeah, Waldo and... Um, Harry Potter-ish? Uh, yeah, there Harry you go. Potter. Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter. That's exactly right. Yeah, that would be that'd be a great dance name for you. Be Perry Hotter. Harry, Harry, Harry Hotter. Hey, I'm a huge Harry Styles fan right now. Just so you know, Harry Styles well, is a genius. He's oh out my gosh, genius. I'm like yeah. I'll just you guys talk. Go ahead. I know. Chad is like, can we just listen to something different? I'm like, why? <laughs> why get out? Yeah, <laughs> leave. Go play with the goats. Right. Go. Yeah. So we'll no, come over and we'll watch her nose hair and we'll listen to we'll listen Harry. to Harry. Yes. Yeah. No. There you guys you can have a boys' night. Wax yeah. and nose hair and listen to Harry Styles. Yeah, I just literally when I'm drawing and stuff, I'll just put on Harry's house and just have the whole thing on repeat. And they're just I mean, it's just it's a great album and mm -hmm. he's just doing so good and it's just a good spirit and it's just a, you know, I mean it's just awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Oh my God. Well, Johnny, thanks for popping in with us. Mm -hmm. Always I'm sorry running. for the delay. So um, oh. when Elon Musk is not having children, he's got Starlink. And so, um, he, yeah. I, so I'm getting, so we had to upgrade our, we have Starlink here. Cause you know, oh, we're good. I was going to ask. Yeah. So we have, have the first generation and then Chad ran it over with the uh, UTB. Oh. So, but they were great. They sent out a replacement, no charge. And, so they've upgraded this in the second generation. They have these things called uh, meshes. So you have your original setup with your router, and then you you plug in these other things. So I'm in my little home office shed art studio thing um, that we have. Um, I we we put in because I don't have a home office actually inside the house. So I'm always on the kitchen island, and it's gotten too hard on my back and stuff to sit up there. So we actually built a cool little space, and so that's what I meant. So. My Starlink meshes are coming today. So next week, I should have full-on fantastic. That's awesome. And yeah. nice reference with Elon Musk and his kids. Uh, yes. Because I saw the funniest yeah. post this, uh, just yesterday that yeah. Nick Cannon reached out to him and just said, samesies. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're, we're like brothers with different mothers. <laughs> like these, lots of both, different mothers. They both have all these children. It's like they, they are they are doing the job of many men. <laughs> well, isn't one of them like an executive within like his company? I thought always that like that was like a no-no. Like, well, I'm it's like, his company. It is. Yeah. I mean, and, <laughs> his star. He takes care of them. I'll give him. Yeah. I'll give him this. Yeah. He does have a lot. Who is and there's who is the football player that has like. Like twenty kids, do uh, Walker throw a dart? Pat, I'm just saying. <laughs> don't say a football player throwing football over the country. There's one that there's there's one that had that's that's kind of stands out, and I can't remember. I can't remember his name. He's another one, and then um, just I'm, I was like when when I saw that thing from Nick Cannon, I'm like it'd be kind of a fun little exercise, but that's mm-hmm. how my mind works. Just to kind of go through and see uh, who the modern day super dads are. That are out there that have mm-hmm. multiple multiple children. Yeah, like a whole right new there. definition of super dad, like multi dad. Right, just like, prol- prolific, uh, uh, able to, but but also is taking care of his family. Yeah, that's the other th- yeah. that's the other side of it too. It's one thing to have a ton of kids; it's another if they're taking care of everybody. Right, exactly. Right, that's the follow through. Yeah. So my little shed here, I don't know if you can see. So literally, I, I, I it's this is all cedar. Um, you see, it, where how do I do this? This way. When oh, I'm in the wrong direction. So. <laughs> oh and he's I think, gone i think we just unplugged oh hold on nope give me a second I t- oh, see this? okay he's still there no oh worries. my god oh. it's because there we go so yeah. see that uh that is just old see i got a uh yeah. a free pallet of uh, cedar fencing and just ripped mm-hmm. it all down and super cool um, this is a tough shed is I like that. What it is. Yeah, it's in there. And then I made a little art studio on the other side of it. And so you can see, like, my left brain, right brain actually has two different kinds of floors. Of course, it does. Awesome. Of course, yeah. it does. Taking and so notes. I've been doing, I've been doing art. Oh my God. Right, when, awesome. we're, when we're done, take, will you take a picture inside and we'll use it as our episode art so people can see it? That's okay. Yeah. okay that'd be super. Yeah. So it's like, that's your she shed. It is. It's it's like literally half of it is built for uh, work, and the other half is for play. I've always wondered about you know they have the the she sheds, which usually are a little more comfortable yep. than most uh, tool sheds, right? But right. I'm thinking, what so what's the guy's version of that? Because I mean, some guys like you, you want something that's a little more creative, but it's not necessarily a she shed because it's a he shed, but it's yep. not like the regular manly man, you know, or what, what do I yep. say? The the the, the real cave man cave kind yeah. of thing but it's still a very creative space yeah it's i i you know we call it so the outside of it is uh yellow uh black and white so we it's called the goldfinch house um it's from the american goldfinch yep so we call it the goldfinch and um and i wanted a, a space where i could work and write and do all of that but i also wanted a place to uh play and paint um and so i started painting and drawing you know just because i never did that as a kid mm-hmm. and uh, during the pandemic i was like you know i gotta have an outlet for like all this stress and anxiety i bought some paint by numbers but i never used them. yeah <laughs> so i've just been <laughs> playing around with different paints and charcoal and just watercolor and just trying to figure out so mm-hmm. i'm definitely an abstract kind of person yeah but you have talent john well i have a maybe just i have fun so it, it looks like you have talent to me. I mean, all the stuff well, that you've shown us so far. I would say. Well, it's- thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'm having I'm having some uh, I'm having fun, and what I like to do is um, um, 
create stuff for other people. So if like somebody has an idea of something that like, hey, I have a little office and I'd like a little something and I'm cool with abstract. I bet, you know, like with charity auctions and stuff. And so somebody will donate $100 or whatever. It doesn't go to me. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'll make a piece of art and, and then send it to them. And then, you know, and so I'll that's keep, fun. I'm going to keep that in mind because we have some of yeah. them coming up that with some organizations and maybe we can do work something out. Oh, That'd I would love cool. to do it. I would All love right. to do it. Yep. And so if anybody's out there, the same thing. I mean, you know, I'm not great. I'm just, I have fun. Um, and it's, you know, a lot of my stuff is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and some of it is emotional. Like there'll be times I'll like be definitely painting something that is, you know, darker. Um, yeah. but, but it's a great outlet and it's awesome. So yeah, this is tough shed and, um, it's really well built. And so mm-hmm. by doing the cedar planking and then putting the insulation, it, I could do a sound studio in here. It's the, the it, it's, but I can't. It's, well, once you get your uh, Starlink back up and running, yes, yes. <laughs> we'll yeah, right. it's coming today. I'm so excited because I've been struggling with uh, getting the Wi-Fi out to here. Awesome. It's been hard for work and stuff, but yeah, it's been a little bit spotty. But once I get that set up, it's going to be awesome. So I'll, I'll let you guys know, like when it works, you'll be able to see how well it works. We'll plan on next Friday. We'll okay. Do this again, we're going to roll for now. Okay. Um, and I got to kick Pat out because he's got to go hit a, hit a meeting. Um, but we, every Friday, nine ish, <laughs> we'll be here. The softest is soft nine. We call it a soft nine. Right. It's, it's soft nine. Yeah, soft nine. Yeah. Soft nine. Oh, whoa. Let's just leave that alone. I know. So. I'm just, I have title for the podcast. Uh, Johnny, oh thank, thank you guys for watching, listening, and get your podcast. Oh, well, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Just subscribe to us. Pat and JT Podcast. A Huda Media Production.